No one person has all of the answers when it comes to parenting. But together, here on the Mom Force podcast, we've had some serious aha moments. And on the regular, I find myself thinking back about some of the things I've learned from our guests. So today, I'm sharing some of those favorite moments from season two with you in this special wrap-up episode with snippets from each of the guests. And keep your ears perked for a special Mom Force chapbooks promo that I'll be sharing somewhere along the way. Do you have a pressing question about parenting but don't know who to ask? Well, we are women supporting women, and we've got you. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the Mom Force podcast brought to you by Chatbooks. I just got home from a lovely vacation with my husband, which is a totally different thing than a vacation with kids. Am I right? (laughs) But what I love most about getting away, just the two of us, is unplugging from the busyness of life and social media and remembering who I am again, the girl that fell in love with a boy before deciding to start a family and a business together. Life has gotten complicated over the years, but those four days in Mexico felt like a real retreat, a no-judgment zone where I could just let go of all the stuff and vibe, which was the word of the trip, by the way. Anyway, it felt so good to just be authentically me until I went to post about it on social media. And I found myself worrying about what people would think, and all of a sudden life felt more complicated again. Why do we do this to ourselves? Then I remembered my chat with the queen of the embrace what matters and ditch the rest philosophy, the lazy genius herself, Kendra Adachi. She is smart and fun and real, and I learned so much from chatting with her. And one moment that's just really stuck with me is this explanation of what being authentic truly means. That our culture is obsessed with being real, but we've been using the wrong measuring stick. Tell me what you mean about that. Because I mean that as a compliment. Like, I, and I you get to see Kendra in all of your glory, uh, and I love it. But what did you mean by that? Yeah, no, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because usually, when people say, "Oh, you're so real," it's when I am showing the messy parts of my life, right? It's showing, like, you know, that I, I yelled at a kid, or that my house is a mess, or that I burned food, or something like, like you know, I haven't showered in three days, guys, or you know, whatever it is. Because we all relate to that. Because we all, all relate there. to that. And so those things are important because they're part of life. But I think what has happened, there has been a bit of an idolizing of not caring that unless you're a mess, you're not being vulnerable. You're not actually being real. So like if you are showered and you have on like a bold lip and you got stuff done today and you tell people that, well, then you're Mm -hmm. just fake. Mm -hmm. But both things are real and both things exist in the same person often. So I want there to be permission for, like we don't get to judge what's real. We don't need to conflate messiness and vulnerability or cleanliness or tidiness or orderliness or whatever it is. And you've got something to hide. That's just not true. And that separates us from each other. Thank you, Kendra. We all long for connection. Connection with each other, with our communities, connection with ourselves. And one thing that can wedge in there and get in the way is that kind of judginess. Let's just all be kinder to each other and celebrate our differences, okay? Okay. (laughs) Speaking of differences, my husband and I, I love him to death, but we are so different from each other. And come to think of it, my kids too. Their personalities are all so different from mine. 
And sometimes it can be a little frustrating if I'm being honest. But the truth is, we are all hardwired a little differently. In fact, my next guest, happiness expert, New York Times bestselling author, and host of a happier podcast, Gretchen Rubin, confirmed this fact. And when I asked her if happiness is also something that may be hardwired, this is what she had to say. It's something I've thought about a lot because I do think it's one of the duties of parents to try to like help children understand how to be happier. But I've I've noticed a couple different things. One is research shows, and I think common experience confirms that, you know, people are born in different places and about 50% of happiness is hardwired. So some people are Tiggers and some people are Eeyores and that's pretty much hardwired. Then like 10 to 20% is life circumstances like age, health, wealth, occupation, marital status. And then all the rest is very much a function of our conscious thoughts and actions. And a lot of times when I hear parents saying to me, like, I wanted to help my child be happier. When I talk to them, what I realize is you're an eight on the one to 10 scale. You're a tigger. And you got a kid who's a five on the one to 10 scale. They're an Eeyore. And you're not going to turn them into an eight. And they are who they are. It's like you get what you get and you don't get upset. Ah, that Eeyore Tigger analogy honestly blew my mind. Like, 100% yes, I am a natural Tigger. And my husband, maybe just a little bit more of an Eeyore. (laughs) So it's not totally his fault when he's not happy all the time. Thank you, Gretchen, for opening my eyes so I could better understand all of my family members. Oh, and I love this suggestion she had for parents in particular. The trick that's helped me the most to be a happier parent is to realize that anything I want my children to do, I should do. You know, that imitation is more convincing than just badgering. And so if I want them to get enough sleep, I should get enough sleep. If I want them to eat healthfully, I should eat healthfully. If I want them to read a book, I should read a book. That I should model whatever I want their behavior to be. That all makes so much sense. Our kids follow our lead, and our examples speak so much louder than words. That's a point that my next guest drove home also. Lanisha Tab is a dynamic elementary school teacher and author who's passionate about helping families teach their children about inclusion and diversity in a fun and easy way. I would say my number one tip for teaching children about diversity is, number one, stop being weird about it. It's totally okay to notice differences and appreciate them. That would look like if your child notices the color of someone's skin or that their hair is different, don't shush them, you know, lean into it and say, you know, oh, their skin looks that way because they have a different amount of melanin or people have different kinds of hair and that's okay. So the more you aren't weird about it as a parent, the more your children children will learn to be open and accepting. Amen. And you can find all of Lanisha's resources for fellow teachers and her guides for families over on her Instagram at Apron Education. Her guide, titled A White Family's Guide to Talking About Racism, really helped our family have some important conversations. And I am so grateful for the work Lanisha is doing and for the things that I've learned from my next guest. Jennifer Bourget is a former journalist, a talented photographer, and a popular blogger who's raising her multiracial family in Texas. And I loved when she shared a great insight about social media and personal improvement, especially when it comes to inclusion and diversity. You know, I think with social media, we have this expectation of all of your work needs to be on display, you know, as though if you do the work, we want receipts, but that doesn't need to be the case. I think a lot of the work is a personal thing and it's a lifelong thing. It's not like, okay, I read these five books. 
I'm done. I've graduated. I did the work. I'm now a better person. I never have to learn anything else again. I mean, doing the work is a lifelong process and it's about learning about others. It's about trying to be a better person. You know, I mean, every day I can try to be a better person than I was yesterday. I think that is a part of doing the work, trying to understand and be empathetic of other people. That is a part of doing the work, but that's not something that you just get in one day or you have achieved and then you've unlocked this level and you're like untouchable from then on. Thank you, Jennifer, for that great lesson. I've enjoyed learning so much more about inclusion in all aspects of life in this season of the podcast, especially loved my chat with Renee Ingalls about her journey as a special needs parent. Renee is a retired professional athlete who knows how to give it her all. It's what made her a world champ netballer in Australia and a fierce advocate for autism awareness and education. In her episode, she shared the moment that she and her husband and NBA jazz player Joe Ingalls found out that their son Jacob had autism and what she would say to someone in those same shoes. Oh, if you are a parent and you are sitting in that room and you have just received an autism spectrum disorder diagnosis, it is not doomsday. I know that it feels like it right now, but it's not. I'm two years into this autism journey and it is a tough, wonderful roller coaster that has so many more awards than you could ever imagine right now sitting in that room. And go out, walk out of that room now, um, hug your partner hug your kiddos and go home and be a family and enjoy this time and find your people. Find the people that have been through exactly what you're going through right now and enjoy this wild ride. Don't you just love her? And she's not afraid to show just how wild and wonderful that ride can be on social media. You can follow along, too, on Instagram at Renee Ingalls and see for yourself how honest she is about the challenges of motherhood and why we all need to just take life one day at a time. Okay, let's talk about my next guest, Lisa Valentine Clark. Not only is she the hilarious real mom in our chapbook's viral videos, but she is also a dear friend who I admire for so many reasons, including her ability to face the most difficult challenges with the most beautiful grace. Last year, Lisa lost her husband, Chris, to the cruel disease ALS. But knowing Lisa and Chris, I wasn't surprised when she shared how laughter truly was the best medicine for their family during this difficult time. Her whole episode is so inspiring, and I loved when she let us in on some of the behind the scenes of that first Chapbooks video and how embracing all of the real and raw parts of her own motherhood made her character come to life. So I thought that was kind of fun. But then the line after that wasn't working or something. They had shot it a couple times, and they were like, well, what would you say if you were doing it? And I was like, roll. Are we ready? I got this. And I was like, I would just say, I'm so tired because that's what I would really say. And so that's actually my favorite line in the whole thing because I was like, that is the most true thing I've ever said in my life. With the twitching eye, that was... Oh, yeah, that was improv too. Amazing. That was at one of the like, okay, now just do whatever you want. And I was like, okay, let's see how far I can go here then. Okay. That was fun. That was also my favorite line. But there's one other line that I love and I want to read it. Okay. My family life is insane, and I want to hold on to every single freaking stupid, stressful, beautiful moment. I think that just so yeah. perfectly encapsulates. I got kind of choked up when I life. would say that. 
Because I, I thought felt that. that's how I feel. It is because that is real life. Yeah. It's not picture perfect no. pretty all the time. Uh-uh. And you are like a living, breathing testament of that, of how freaking stressful, yeah. stupid it can be. But yeah. it's also beautiful. In and the you end. want every moment of it. That's the thing. You do want to like suck in those moments and just ooh, imprint them on your heart like forever, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I love it. Well, thank you for capturing this heart and soul and spirit of chat books. <laughs> thank you for and casting me. me. I feel like we are soul sisters. You bet. We're living the same life. Together forever. <laughs> BFFs. Now, if you haven't seen the video we're talking about, just Google chat books video or find the link in the show notes. I promise you will get a good laugh. Now, speaking of being in front of the camera, my next guest has my dream career as an actress starring in family-friendly TV shows and movies. Melissa Joan Hart is known to many as Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but since starring in the 90s sitcom, she has become a mother and shares her experience with raising her teenage boys. You know, I actually got really great advice when my 14-year-old was entering sixth grade. We were having so much trouble getting him to do his homework, and we went to see a family therapist who gave us some really great advice. She said, he is going through a time right now where he doesn't know if he's a little boy or a big boy. And he doesn't know what he wants to be. He doesn't know what he is and he doesn't know what he wants to be. So it's your job to just treat him like a little boy. You should not be treating him like he's an 18-year-old or even a 16-year-old. You treat him like he's your little baby boy. And ever since I did that, it really changed our dynamic. That story from Melissa reminds me of the book, I'll Love You Forever, that I used to read to my kids. And I'd always sing the end. I love you forever, I like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. I feel that way about every single one of my kids, even though they are now, let's see, 13, 15, 17, 20, 22, 23, and 26 years old. (laughs) Oh my gosh, man, that just made me feel really old. sponsor, (laughs) which is just me. (laughs) I mean, chat books. All right. Minivan or an SUV? Chicken nuggets or carrot sticks? As busy moms, we have so many decisions to make on a daily basis. But the one thing that works for every lifestyle and family is month books. Each beautiful five by seven book will make you feel like a super mom when they arrive in the mailbox. And all you have to do is choose 30 of your favorite photos from your camera roll each month. Now, just make sure you sign up for your month book subscription now to get our special introductory pricing and use promo code PODWRAP, P-O-D-W-R-A-P, to get your first month book free. And make sure to use the code before August 1st when it will expire. Now, back to our show. Two years ago, after playing tennis one morning, my husband Nate wasn't feeling well. And what we thought at first was just a bad heartburn ended up being a heart attack, despite being in what seemed like the best shape of his life. I am so grateful that it wasn't more serious. And I'm also grateful for this huge wake-up call for our entire family to make some major changes to our diet. Now, there are genetic factors that can lead to heart disease, but it turns out that a diet is huge in preventing blockages like he had. So we decided, as a family, to commit to embrace a plant-based lifestyle. 
It was tricky at first, but we found lots of new favorite recipes, some of which came from my guest, Andrea Hanneman. Now, you may know her better as Earthy Andy from Instagram. And if you follow her, you probably wish you were also living in Hawaii, too. But now be honest here. Could you also be vegan like she is? Well, we chatted a bit about some misunderstandings around plant-based eating, and this is what she had to say. The most common misconception about plant-based eating would be that you need to change your social life. When I first changed, I kept it a secret, and so I wanted to see if I could continue my social life, continue my normal life, and eat in this extreme way, which it seemed extreme at the time, and I totally could. What I learned is that No one really cares what you're eating. You can choose to eat fried chicken and I might choose to eat an apple. At the end of the day, no one really cares. And so do what's best for you and you do not have to make any extreme changes with other aspects of your life. You can make these changes and it'll be totally fine. There are so many health benefits to adding more plants to our diets. And I've used Andrea's cookbook, Plant Over Processed, to help our family meet our nutritional goals. And so far... Every recipe has been a winner. And let me tell you, among my seven kids, I have some pretty picky eaters. In fact, that is why I was so excited to talk to the expert when it comes to picky eaters, my next guest, Jennifer Anderson of Kids Eat in Color. Even as a registered dietitian, Jennifer has felt our pain. I was a first-time mom, and I was standing in the doctor's office with my nine-month-old son, and the pediatrician said, you know, he's not gaining enough weight. And I thought, what? I'm a dietitian. How could my child not be gaining enough weight? And that was really the moment that I learned firsthand that picky eating and feeding kids in general is really challenging. (laughs) And then she went on to mention some sage words of wisdom for those tricky toddler years. They just like the food and they're hungry that day. And there's going to be another day that they're going to make up for it by eating two bites. And then you're going to be freaking out the other way. And then you're going to be thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to die because they only had two bites of food. We have to take a step back and think, you know what? It's not our jobs to be in charge of the size or shape of our child. It's not our job to get them to swallow certain foods. It's our job to put the food on the table, to provide a consistent meal routine for them, to sit with them, and to provide a calm eating environment. And we're doing our job as the parent of providing that eating environment and not letting them run the eating show, not letting them decide what we're going to eat or when we're going to eat or run around, you know, chase them with a fork, you know. When we get step back and provide that, it's a really strong eating foundation. Provide a strong eating foundation. Now, that is something I can do. (laughs) Thank you, Jennifer, for that reassurance that we all needed. Our next guest has become a household name this year with the launch of her Netflix series, Dream Home Makeover, and her own line of home decor at Target. Shay McGee is the genius behind the booming brand McGee & Company and seems to juggle work and family life so beautifully. I was excited to get Shay's take on everything from how to corral kids' toys to what to put on an empty wall. But my favorite point in our conversation was talking to her about our innate intuition and going with your gut. Do you ever doubt yourself? And as a mom, what do you do when you start to if you do doubt yourself. Do you ever doubt yourself as a mom? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I definitely doubt myself as a, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as just kind of everything. I, I have, we all have those moments, yeah. but I've always had pretty easy time listening to my heart and knowing if I don't feel good about something. And every time I didn't listen to that, something goes wrong. Like every time yeah. I 
take on a client that I feel like I'm not sure if this is going to be a good fit. Then I find out it's not going to be a good fit. Or every time I think, you know, maybe my kid isn't, maybe my kid isn't ready for this activity or something. And I do it anyways, then I find out why, you know, I just think that the same goes for design. If I'm not feeling good about something or I'm not head over heels for, for some, don't buy it just because the internet tells you that you should buy it. Wait, yeah. Or it's on sale. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I definitely guilty. I'm definitely guilty of that. And so taking a second, like a beat to like look within, I think it's a skill that you develop over time too. I think that Sid and I have gotten better at trusting our gut the more years into this process Mm -hmm. that we get into parenthood and in business. I just love Shay's honesty. And I can't wait to binge season three of her Netflix show when it comes out. Now, from one powerhouse to the next, Jamie Kern Lima is the billionaire, yes, with a B, CEO of It Cosmetics. And she just wrote an incredible book about her life's journey, including finding out she was adopted in her 20s and using surrogacy to grow her family. And she shares how she battled through her own insecurities while building a brand to lift other women. In this episode, Jamie shares a story about a pivotal moment for her while chatting with well-known business executive Meg Whitman at a party. Then all of a sudden, you know, because I asked her, have you ever worried about body stuff? Does that, does that affect you at all? And she just like, it was a long pause. And then she, she just looked at me. She says, no. She goes, no. She goes, something has to give. And she said, I have really focused on raising my kids and, and building my career So my house does not look like the way Martha Stewart might. And I just don't worry about body image stuff. She goes, something has to give. And I, and it hit me for a minute. There's a famous quote that, you know, anything we spend time on comes at the price of something else, right? Anything. And and that's true of our time or our energy at all. And it, it hit me this idea that oh my goodness, how many minutes slash hours slash days slash years of my life have I wasted worrying about things that really don't serve me or the world? Like like when I think about just ridiculous things, like what size I fit into or what diet I'm going to try for me personally, or just how I don't want to go to a high school reunion because I don't fit into anything. Just little thoughts like that that we have And just what a waste of time that is and energy that could be going to, and this is a huge issue for people in general, but especially girls and women. Imagine balling up all that time together and what could that have gone to in my life? A cause I believe in, education, career, contribution. So it just was a huge aha moment for me. And I talk a lot about this in the book and I really encourage everyone to do inventory of the way we use our thoughts, our energy. Usually it's it's oftentimes in a way that doesn't serve us. That there is a mic drop moment. (laughs) So good. So good. And the perfect way to wrap up this season two wrap up episode. Now, if there is one message I hope to share in this community and with the world is that there is not one right way to do motherhood. None of us are perfect. But we are the perfect parent for our children. And with that, 
I thank you for being part of the Mom Force and listening to this season of the Mom Force podcast. We have some very exciting things planned for season three. And if you have any other burning questions about life and motherhood, message me at Vanessa Quigley on Instagram or come join our Mom Force Facebook group and let's crowdsource the answers because together we are stronger. Thank you for joining the Mom Force. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and come join the conversation over on our Mom Force Facebook group. And check out the show notes for a special chapbooks discount code. Until next time. <laughs>